When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish football periodical. The subscription-only quarterly publication is filled with top-quality writers, great articles, and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk. Welcome to Thursday's edition of the Terry Scottish Football Podcast. Unusually for a Thursday, we're in Glasgow this week. Um, I'm Craig Anderson, I'm joined by Andy Harrell. Hello. And Graham Stillis. Hello. Um, and on today's show, because it's been actually a quiet week, there's not much, no top flight football midweek. We do have, we will hopefully get onto a little chat about the playoffs and what Andy's desperate to talk about Wraith <laughs> Rovers um, after last night. Um, and it wasn't last night, was it? it was yeah, it was, no, it was last night, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Good preparation there. <laughs> um, you can tell I script my introductions in the Craig Telford <laughs> style. Um, and instead, what we're going to talk about to, uh, to begin with is the top 12 wingers. So we've done goalkeepers, we've done centre halves, we've done fullbacks, we've done central midfielders. You guys have done most of them. Well, me and Graham have done everything but the centre halves, I think. Um, and uh, we will talk today about wingers. Um, so, yeah, this part, what an introduction this is. Um, without further ado, let's just get on to it. Um, so, we've started, as usual, with the, the, the I'd say the bottom three. Do we, oh, do we have any honourable mentions? I should we leave that? Um, we should leave yeah, that in case. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 I suppose. Um, there's, a, there's, a good, there's a good chance that honourable yeah, mentions. My honourable mentions will be on your list. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Alright, well, we'll start with 10 to 12. I realised the last time I was doing this very badly and I was when I was doing 10 to 12 I was reading it 10, 11, 12 rather than like in reverse order as a normal person would do I'll try and avoid that this time we'll start with you Andy 12 to 10 alright uh, 12 to 10 uh, this has changed about 5 times uh, but uh, it's uh, now we're getting at number 12 uh, Josh Windass at 11 and Dougie Emery at 10 uh, way up later uh, I have Brandon Barker at 12, I have Davis Keeler Dunn at 11, and I have David Malinkovic at 10. Well, I've got uh, Brandon Barker also at 12, at 11 I've got Niall McGinn, and at 10 I've got Jamie Murphy. Yeah, these are great. Uh, I, feel like, I, I feel like we were talking about this before we started, because I've not seen the other guys, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they've seen mm. mine, I left it sitting on the table by myself, no, no, hopefully they didn't, <laughs> but I reckon no. there's going to be a great deal of disagreement yeah, here, yeah, and I suspect that everyone listening will disagree, and I suspect that the other... 15 million boys that seem to be on the Terrace WhatsApp group these days will uh, we'll also disagree. Hi John Callan. <laughs> um, I'll jump in um, as I'm the only... Does anyone else have Davis Killer done? No, I don't. No, I, I no. do like him, but... Yeah, no, I think he's magic. I honestly think he's, he's absolutely brilliant. He is... Him and over the past like three weeks, uh, Schalke up front 
have been just about the only bright spots in Ross County's entire season. Um, every time I see uh, Keller Dunn, he seems to have everything. To, to me, he's got absolutely everything in his game. He's got great feet. He is kind of surprisingly strong for a guy that looks very slight. Mm. His through balls are incredible. Some of the angles, he just he spots centre-forwards running um, off the blind side of centre-halves and just drops it in there. Absolutely incredible. Can strike a ball... His dead ball delivery is dead good. He can whip a ball in for a cross. I think he's absolutely... Every time I see him, I'm, just, I'm more and more impressed by him. Um, I think he's absolutely magic, so yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a good choice. I think he, um, at the start of the season, really impressed me. Mm. He was a kind of bright spot for a while for County. Yeah. As the one coiled way in a terror kind of wound <laughs> on, I felt like he, he faded a bit. Yeah. And he's, he's actually... Uh, he struggled to be coming in and out of the team under um, Ferguson yeah. and Kettlewell, but... I think a reasonable choice. He was one that I considered, but didn't go for it. Yeah, as, as well as he's, I mean, aside from Schalke, and Schalke's statistics are hugely skewed by the fact they seem to have scored all his goals about twenty minutes ago. <laughs> um, uh, Kildan's the only county player troubling yeah, any think. sort of any sort of attacking statistic whatsoever. I think he's, he's, he's good. Um, number twelve, and I've got, and you've also got Brandon Barker, um, a guy who I reckon had uh, had he not been kind of, I don't know if he yeah. was injured or he's been out yeah, the team for a while. Yeah, the bad, yeah, the um, reason really bad injury. Reckon would have been much higher because at the start of the season, I just thought he was phenomenal. There was a game, I believe it was a game against Rangers that lost the midweek game, but at one point he picked up the ball, essentially at his own corner flag. And ran literally all the way up the left wing. He did much the same in the Betfred final as well. He, he gave. That was it. Was that game? Sorry, it was against. It was the Celtic he gave, game. He gave loose. The only, the only thing, and weirdly, he's looked as if he's picked up since he came back from injury. Was the final ball. Yeah. Um, but just the pace of him. He ran. I mean, he ran Lustig, Lustig ragged in that game, and that was one of the first games he sort of looked at Lustig and went. Maybe you're creaking a wee bit here, but it was it was that game, and he took the ball pretty much at the corner flag and just ran past two or three different human beings, absolutely like it. It was unbelievable, and and that's the pace that I think um, there's a lot. I mean, getting a pace is enough to get you by in yeah. Scottish football, yeah. even at the very highest level, to be honest. But he does have a bit of ability as well, and you're, you're seeing that from him through yeah. the season. And as I say, I think had he. Um, had he been played a bit more, he would have yeah. been higher. I think, if you, I think he would stayed fit. I would agree with that. So I would have. The only reason I've got him is as, as low as I do. Same with I've, same with David Malinkovic. Is there's just not enough. I think of game the time. two Hibs wingers. Actually, I would have said in the first few games of the season, he was the more impressive yeah. of the two. Obviously. Um, I feel like I'm avoiding saying the names. The other the other player. Um, who uh, will be higher, I suspect, on all He's of the list. He's higher on the list, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah I mean, I don't have him in, but I, again, it's partly because I've not really seen all yeah. that much of him, because he was, uh, I mean, I, I, he came on like, recently against Celtic uh, and kind of showed what he's capable of, and just in terms of stretching Celtic, and he made sure they had uh, something to think about in that game when he came on. Uh, but, yeah, I probably haven't seen enough of him realistically to... Uh, but but whenever I have seen him, he's kind of exciting. So you would dig him, really? Yeah, I know, I know. Do you have any anecdotes with dig him? None whatsoever. Not it's, a single one. It's a kind of it's a bit of a weird shit choice, but um, I think the thing with Emery is that he's. I, I was trying to, part of it. I was trying to think a wee bit outside of the the kind of yeah. usual teams because I'm, there's quite a few Rangers players, quite a few Celtic players, like in Aberdeen, Hibs got a few um, and I was trying to think of sort of lower uh, players at the other end of the table that have an impact uh, and sort of do nominally play out wide yeah. um, I would actually like, I would, he would certainly be on my honourable mentions list because yeah. last year he's a huge part of the why, that's why Aki stayed up yeah like in the last in the playoff games he turned up yeah, but yeah. such an unbelievable, and he's doing it again. He yeah. saw it at the weekend as well. I mean, that's partly why I've got him in. He's kind of in as a talisman almost. I mean, yeah. I, I was having a look at the goals, and a lot of the goals he always just scores are penalties, but he still gets to score penalties. Yeah. And he, I think uh, I there's nobody else in the Aki's team. Nah, I don't no. trust the score. No, I know, I know. And uh, yeah, I think they've taken 14 points from the games that he's scored. And I think they've yeah. only lost one of them, which is the five-three Rangers. So uh, he obviously has an impact in it, and I think. He does just with his. I mean, he's a bit of a, an annoying character, but I think that's almost sometimes what Hamilton are good at. That they 
he's really good at just dragging them forward. He's, he's got a bit of a kind of leadership thing, even if he's not like a natural leader, yeah. just by being a bit of a difficult. I don't, I don't fancy being, guy, I don't yeah. fancy letting him down. No, exactly. He's not yeah. a ball yeah. or a shout but he's going to let you know. Yeah. And he's got, I think he's got five assists as well, so he's yeah. not, he's not been, yeah, he's not just been penalty. So he's kind of like, a, he's a Melissa. Like I say, he's kind of been a, a regular effort a team fairly low down the table. So. Yeah. Um, other ones then uh, you and I both have Niall McGinn yeah. in this section is he on your list Graham? he's not no. um, it's more of a pre-career yes. yeah, Niall yeah, McGinn than yeah, anything yeah. else because yeah. last season if we'd done this list there's a good chance I would have put him number one not mm. even I think I might have either, him or, either him or Hayes because yeah. um, the two of them at that stage were just uh, phenomenal yeah. um, since he's come back he's been I had a couple of games okay. where he looked at me. It was like a case of, oh, you've just brought Nelm again back and just slotted him right mm-hmm. back in, and mm-hmm. he's perfect, he's grand. And then, not very much. Yeah, his, his impact's been very low, but yeah. ultimately, um, I think had they not brought him back, I don't think they'd even be in contention for, for where they are at the moment, yeah. because the way they were trundling along prior to January, um, in terms of just the creativity they, they completely lacked, at least he's kind of brought some of that yeah. back. Yeah, 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 he was, that's kind of why he's in. Partly for me for historical reasons, but also partly because he does just provide that additional width and pace that they only really had from one other player who may be in some other list <laughs> later on. Um, so another one, um, if I remember correctly, you have Josh Wynn. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's on my list a wee bit higher, is he? Yeah, he's a wee bit higher um, mind, yeah. Yeah, I think for Windass, I mean, I've got, like I say, I've got a, a few Rangers candidates and I didn't really want to lump them all in around about the same period. I, I, to be honest, see from about um, pick four down to about 11, mm. there, there's not much, I can't really separate them all that much in terms of what they've kind of brought. It's, 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 really, it's really just in preference for Yeah, them. yeah, and I think, I think for Windass, he's definitely been uh, more impressive this season. I think he's shown a lot more, um, I think his end product's been a lot better, but... Um, I think certainly the last wee while he's kind of dipped again in form so he had quite a um, so a start to the season was pretty good and, he, and he's kept it up on a more consistent basis than he had maybe last season but uh, I think yeah the last few months he's kind of he's, that impact that he had has kind of really become it pretty null and void like he didn't at the weekend for instance I know that not necessarily a great example because nobody did anything but he, he was pretty anonymous he, he's one I've got I've got him a bit higher in my list but he if I was going for the negatives of his game I feel like he's a very limited player in terms of, of actual football and ability mm-hmm. I've always said I just don't think I don't think he has much he's he um, in terms of ball control in terms of technique I don't think he's mm-hmm. great I think what he brings is um the sort of pace or the sort of burst is acceleration yeah, it's a and burst, a kind yeah, of physical yeah. presence that's very he's a very unusual player mm-hmm. and one it's kind of hard because we were talking about him I kind of thought he was going to be included in the central midfielder attacking yeah. midfielder list yeah. that the boys did last week and when he wasn't I was like well he must be a winger I guess and you're kind of like that yeah. with him he's a very funny yeah. player to pigeonhole um, but I do think I do think in terms of, of sheer footballing ability I think he's nowhere near even almost any of these other guys in the list I think he's he's very poor on that basis if you've went us higher than that how does Murphy just stop in it uh, oh yeah so it's about uh, if you were asking me which player I'd rather have in my team right now yeah. I'd rather have Murphy I, love, okay. I really like Murphy it's just the fact he's only been here since January and I was trying yeah. to everyone else that's on the list it's, yeah, it's been in the league um all season and longer than that potentially Murphy I think is a um, a fantastic player I think since he's come in um, to Rangers he's, he's given them a really another um, element in attack but I was looking at this it's wingers the team can typically only pick two wingers I've already got mm-hmm. two yeah. other Rangers players much yeah, higher yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you really can't have three Rangers okay, wingers yeah, in the yeah, top, top six or something well, yeah. um, but I, I guess you'll go into Murphy particularly yeah, 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 I, I, I know that you're a massive fan of, yeah. of his um, is anyone else that's not been talked to you've got Milinkovic just now yeah, got I've got him I've got him yeah, just literally the next, next one yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think he's terrific and I think he is a real benefit if he if Hearts do manage to hold on to him I think an awful lot of him next season if they can keep him fit he is about the only member of that Hearts team that isn't one paced mm. 
um, and his performances, particularly obviously the one against Celtic, stands out. Mm. It's just unbelievable. It was was a week fortnight ago. He, the ball he played from Naismith to score from, which a ball first time, and it looks as if he's just. It almost looks like a bad touch he's taken, but the way in which he hits it, drops it first time. It's straight into strife for Naismith. Unbelievable pass. Mm. Um, I think he's a vastly more talented player than we've seen um, yeah, so think, far. I think in terms of in terms of technique, he's probably potentially better yeah. in this list. And then you chuck into that the fact that he's an absolute grafter as well. And that was something that was something that we saw from all of the Hearts team uh, in that Celtic game. Was a case of everybody's going to go chase people down, but particularly. Yeah. And I feel uh, I feel Rob would not forgive us if we didn't mention his Instagram it's game. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's um, absolutely unbelievable. Um, so you can check that out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, we'll move on to the next set then. Um, I was just going some talking anyway. Number seven, oh, I think I've done that again. Number <laughs> nine, I've got Chris Cadden. Uh, number eight, I've got Scott Sinclair. Number seven, I've got uh, Milankovic. Uh, yeah, I've got Milankovic at nine, Cadden at eight, and Boyle at seven. I've got Cadden at nine. I've also cheated at eight as I've put in GMS slash Greg Stewart <laughs> um, and well, if, if Greg Stewart's middle name is like Mike or something then yeah, they're both yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've got Windass at 7 ok um, so we'll talk Chris Cadden we've all got in this section yep. here Chris Cadden probably first six months this season might have been a wee bit higher um, just mm-hmm. like the second half it's not really happened for him but he's a young player and yeah. that thing yeah. happens as the resident Motherwell fan here we'll let you talk <laughs> about him most Um it's been a challenging season for Cadden, I think is, is the way to look at it. He's been asked to play about just about every role on the team. At one point or another, he's been playing as a right-back, as a wing-back, he's played in the centre, he's played wide, he's played as an attacking player, he's played as a deep, deeper player, and he's performed admirably in kind of all of them. I th- I don't actually think he's, his future is as a winger. Um, he is nominally as a winger for Motherwell because he played, he's essentially hot up and, up and down the right flank. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's where he'll be predominantly the basis that when he was struggling um, in this season it was broadly because he was being asked to to go and take people on and it's never been a particular strength of his he is uh, an athlete, he has a nice touch, he has a nice ability with the ball but he can't beat somebody, like if you ask him to go and take a ball around somebody, mm-hmm. unless he knock it past him run past him, then it's not, it's not going to happen um, ultimately I think his role will be central um, I think he will be a, a player on the centre and he will chase people down and be an absolute nightmare to play against I do very much enjoy the symmetry of the season so I'm very much hoping he scores the winning goal at Hamden given that he opened the season with a goal at Hamden mm. so he can fo- he can finish the season with a goal at Hamden a consolation in a 5-1 <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and I guarantee that even in the consolation goal he will still have the best wee face about mm. it as well like, Everything. I, I, I can't get a twenty-five goal season. Not. I mean, we could concede thirty goals a game. Mm-hmm. I don't care. If we get a twenty-five goal season. We get twenty-five times that Chris Cadden celebrates, mm-hmm. and he's get. He's so excited to have scored a goal. I love mm-hmm. him a bit. I really do. Um, but yeah, he sits. At, he sits at ninth on the basis that he's not really been a winger all season, and I don't think he will be a winger either. Yeah, that's one of the uh, negatives I kind of had. And obviously, um, like you say, Graham, he's not kind of been in an attacking position all through the season but I think he's only got four goals in a row in the League Cup so uh, when I have seen him he's generally been as a, a wing back I guess um, and he's I think the thing that impresses me about him is he's very selfless yeah. so I think it, it really suits that Motherwell team and I think that Motherwell team there's a lot of them like that that there are not, there are not many individuals in it they yeah. all work very well as a, a team but I think for Cadden the amount of times that he has a very good game but is not the standout player you know you'll get Curtis May and yeah. or somebody else will be the standout player but he just is like a solid at the very least it seems like a solid 7 out of 10 every, yeah, every like, game yeah. when he has a bad game it's, it's only or whatever you think he's a bad game it's predominantly just out of frustration that he's not been better yeah. not because he's been bad as well as I'm sure I think it was Craig Kearns had talked about it before the boys stamina is unbelievable yeah. it was the Hearts Cup game and you can see the Hearts team up dead in their feet Motherwell went a two-one up with that McHugh goal, and Cadden was still like, right. I'm just gonna chase everything because the, mm. the game's not, the game's not won, so I'll keep chasing until I won the game. Unreal. I think I think that's the thing for me that I like the most about it was a bundle of energy, Cadden, and, and also physicality mm. and that combination in a player. Talked about Windass, that's what he's yeah. got, and it's what Cadden's got as well. Um, but but more work great from from Cadden, just maybe um, it hasn't had the same impact this year in terms of you know goals in terms of assists. 
the thing though I think the impressing me you talked about his versatility and I think in kind of modern football that's really important a lot of times Scotland had a problem with producing like a lot of specialist players um, confusingly for the, the timeline of the Terrace Graham and I talked about Derek Riordan on <laughs> um, on their Patreon which we recorded before this which you'll probably listen to after this um, beyond the grave um, but he was a player who was a forward but he was very much literally could only play as a kind of second striker yeah. and kind of really struggled yeah, anywhere else. And there was a generation of Scottish players who kind of that seemed to apply to. They could do one thing well and not others. Now never, lot, none of them really had positions. Yeah. It was a case of, you're a really nice football and you can do very nice things, but yeah. you're sort of struggling. And the, the one I always remember was uh, Mark Fotheringham as well. Mm-hmm. He was a lovely footballer. But nobody was playing the way they let him. Yeah. And what I see now is that there are players who have got this versatility where... If they if Chris Cadden signs for some other club, he'll fit into whatever system yeah. you want him to play. Yeah, yeah. It's not like the manager changes and decides he's playing three five two and suddenly you're a winger who can't yeah. get a game. So what they sort of run right cool. Yeah, I've got yeah. <laughs> and and that that's the way it's going, and, and so that's kind of the most impressive thing for me. Um, if I look at my list, uh, number eight, I've got Scott Sinclair. Is he on? Other people he's on. He's higher. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's kind of harsh on him, I guess, because he's still a very good player. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I would say it's fairly harsh. Um, <laughs> I, like, I think there's a lot. Of, we'll probably come on to yeah, there's a lot of criticisms, but I, yeah, I would. Yeah. I, I do think this season he, he's not turned up no. a lot of the time, and that's. I mean, a lot of that I think is a common problem of players who've come up with someone that's come up from England. He's come from an easier league. Sorry, come from a harder league to Scotland yeah. finds it very easy mm. in his first season and I think he's coasting this season I don't yeah. think he's um, I think he's put last year he put in full effort um, one player of the year quite yeah. deservedly and this year he's not um, he's not done it no. he's just he's half he's half arsed a lot of the time even being half arsed he's scored a lot of goals yeah. he's um, that, that's essentially I'll get on to it when we talk about that's why I've got still got and he's still terrorised defences at times but I just think that's, that's why he's there on my list. Um, yeah. If I remember Milinkovic, we talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Who else have we got here on this? I've, I've got GMS oh, yeah. slash Greg Stewart. It's just a wee bit higher in mine. Yeah, yeah, so maybe I've got Boyle at this point, but I guess we'll talk about him. Yeah. We'll talk GMS then, um, and then you can also segue <laughs> Greg Stewart a little bit. Um, Graham turning the top 12 into the top 14 for the <laughs> second. I'll, I'll explain what. I'll explain um, what. Mackay Stephen, so uh, uh, for me, a player who I've, I've, I've always thought he, he's a good YouTube player yeah. um, got the yeah. moments but I've never actually rated all that highly I was very surprised when he went to Celtic and it, mm. I certainly wasn't surprised that he didn't yeah. make it there yeah. um, but for Aberdeen this season I think he's been very good um, he's he's actually contributing to the team and he's actually driving them up the park he's creating things and he's doing it fairly consistently, which has been a big criticism through his career. Yeah, I, I think Aberdeen kind of suffered from a similar problem to Hearts in the first half of the season, that they were fairly one pace, and I think yeah. um, Mackay Stephen was pretty much the only one who who was capable of pushing him up, maybe made to an extent, but um, and I think he did take on that responsibility, and I, I'm kind of saying, but you, Craig, that I've never been wildly impressed with him, uh, you know, in flashes, but never. Yeah, it's, it's, you see a clip, but you don't see it. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, for instance, that that game against Hibs where he scored the hat trick, it was sensational. I mean, it, it's the, it, it kind of showed that he, he was capable of doing yeah. it over the whole game. Yeah. He didn't drop off at any point, um, but he's he's done that a few times over the course of the season. Um, He's maybe uh, his finish has maybe improved a wee bit. I think he's got eight goals in all competitions, which isn't brilliant, but it's not yeah, bad. They're not um, bad. It's done for a while. Yeah, which has guys that have um, got a lot of guys that chip in with goals. So. Yeah, and he and he is kind of one of the more exciting players that I've got. And I think that there's an interesting element to, in the fact that the strikers have struggled so mm. much that he probably has to had to take on a bit more responsibility. And I think he's kind of stood up to that. I just I wanted to give Greg Stewart like the briefest of mentions, and in reality should probably be on the honourable mention list, mm-hmm. list for me as well. Because I don't think every time I see Aberdeen, it's, you know, if Mackay Stevens having a good game, he's having a good game, and Stewart is nowhere. If Mackay Stevens drops at the game, Stewart kind of steps up a little bit and contributes a wee bit more. Mm-hmm. So again, probably shouldn't probably be on the honourable mentions list. But again, it's, it's as you say, Mackay Stevens. It's a case of sort of. 
oh, is he, is he, is he getting back to his, his Dundee United form? Like, well, yeah, but that's what his form always was. Yeah. It was a case of he did, he did absolutely rad stuff from time to time, but then for big chunks of games, he just disappeared. Yeah, um, and that's that, that was that Dundee United team all over. Um, well, I think of that cup final with yeah, uh, yeah. St Johnston and just didn't Jesse wasn't there. Yeah, um, and I think I guess we're. we're Literally meters away from just the, the just a bit within the, the, scene, of his, uh, the scene of his probably <laughs> most even more famous moment than scoring a hat trick against yeah. Aberdeen when he jumped in the the Kelvin. He, for, he became the lizard queen yeah, for reasons that are somewhat unknown. But what I wanted to ask is, has that been his sort of uh, the turning sort of point? point? Yes. Has, that, has, that, has that got some sort of magic uh, power in it? The yeah, water of the Kelvin. It's like that, you know how so. Certainly, when I was at university, you go through phases of just like, right, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, and then eventually one night you just push it too far, yeah. and then you spend your night spewing, and then the next morning you wake up in your bed, and you, do you know what, I really need to sort my shit out. And at that point in life, sorting your shit out is tidying things up about doing a hoovering and maybe making some soup, mm-hmm. maybe making something just, just faintly healthy. And at that point, you realise, I've sorted my life out. Um, Gary McKay Stephen got to Stephen, jumped in a river for reasons unknown. Um, had Mark Reynolds take the piss out of him in a video and at that point that's probably a wake up call see Mark Reynolds <laughs> Mark Reynolds is giving you shit at that point maybe just be like you know what I'd really need to not jump in rivers anymore mm. the most yeah. embarrassing part about that all was the club that he went to that club is terrible it's, it's, I mean and, and also historically fairly dodgy it is yeah. cursed like if yeah, yeah. no good story has ever no, begun no. and they were on a night out in sanctuary never no, not one no, no. absolutely not um, and anyone else I think we've covered everyone from yeah, just Windass is my so I mean, my only is Windass and sort of you touched on it briefly there was a case of so the last season it was kind of a case of wondering whether he is actually good mm-hmm. this season I'm more sort of wondering how good is he because he's yeah, good yeah. and you, you know you know that he's good yeah. but that sort of combination of rumours of him going elsewhere uh, Rangers fans hating him I do kind of wonder if he's going to be one of these guys that leaves and is going to look an awful lot better as soon yeah. as he goes and mm-hmm. looking, continually look back. I, I don't know. I think he's. I think he's pretty much at his level. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I, think, I, think, I, think so. I think there's also that thing of like being made to look better by some of the players that are around yeah, him, because mm-hmm. um, they've actually got some good attacking options mm-hmm. which they didn't have last season, mm-hmm. and that maybe. Maybe he's been dragged along by that. Maybe he's a big yep. part of that. It's really hard to, to yeah, tell. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll do the next set then. Um, I've got a number six, Gary McKay Stephen. Um, number five, Josh Windass. And number four, Martin Boyle. Uh, I've got uh, Murphy at six, GMS uh, at five, and Jones at four. I've got Boyle at six, Murphy at five, and Jones at four. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there some absence yeah, yeah, no, Jordan Jones is, uh, is not fourth in my list. Um, so GMS is done. Windass we've, we've yeah, essentially done, that, done yeah. him to death. Um, Martin Boyle. Um, I do. Before we say anything on Martin Boyle, um, I'd like to make it on the record that I'm putting my hands up. I mean, not literally. I can if you like. I'm literally putting my hands up. And literally, saying, I was yes. literally putting my hands up and highlighting that I was wrong about Martin Boyle. And that's fine. I'm going to metaphorically put my hands up to it, but I'm not literally doing it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm <laughs> half doing it. Yeah, so that's it. Like you've got the kind of joint. You're, you're blurring the lines of literally and metaphorically. Um, no, like, I, like, like sort of made in Chelsea and all these kind yeah. of words. <laughs> I'm sure it was at some point last year, maybe longer than that, that I said that Martin Boyle is a stronger argument against reconstruction <laughs> that I can think of. Uh, and I was talking shite as it turns mm. out absolute junk how he is the age he is and looks the way he is mm. I, I oh, he's still like 23 or 23 or something yeah look he's cooting though like, he's got like, some like what is a paper out of Montrose like it sounds terrifying um, yeah I I love Martin Boyle I mean, genuinely like, that's when early on the season when they had Boyle on one side Barker on the other and Murray through the middle I realise Hibs have moved away from that and yeah. are fully a better team for it but the three of them as a sort of three pronged attack for them was I, I loved watching it it was great fun um, it was it was like Andy Robertson who used to play for Queen's Park's uh, Liverpool team because it was just the three of them charging at centre halves and that's I mean they won the Edinburgh Derby won nothing in a game they could have won about eight or nine nothing yeah. solely because they just kept running mm-hmm. and Christoph Berra and shutting down the Hearts defence it was amazing I absolutely loved the th- I loved the three of them um, and as I say, we'd have had Barker higher if he wasn't injured, but the three of them were great fun to watch. Yeah, and for me, Boyle, it's been 
I've always said like the pace he has and the way he, he's always used his pace very well. That's been mm-hmm. the one thing throughout his career when he was at Dundee, when he was at um, when he was at Hibs before in the Championship, yeah. and he's always done that really well. But what he always lacked was anything at the end of it, and uh, even the the way he the positions he gets himself into with his pace, he doesn't even need to have a brilliant end product. He just needs to have. And he's developed that this season, um, mm-hmm. and again, probably something Lennon deserves credit for because mm-hmm. he's got out of him what others haven't. Um, to the extent that he's been talked about for international calls for more than one nation, um, because he's, he's uh, turns out eligible to play for Australia, um, and probably won't be going to the World Cup. But there's an outside chance. If he did, I, that'd be, that'd yeah, be um, And what one thing that one thing that kind of struck me from from Boyle is. Montrose this season have won um, their first league title in a long time. At one point, if I'm not mistaken, Montrose playing in the fourth tier had Martin Boyle, John Baird and Aaron Taylor Sinclair. I think no. all playing for them. I could be wrong. How bad how did they, they not? How did they not get promoted with <laughs> those players? Um, but I could be wrong on that. But certainly Boyle and Baird, I think, mm. played together. Um, and I'm sure Taylor Sinclair was there for a mm. year. Um, that one, I could be talking shit about. That's but anyway, for Boyle, yeah, just just a, br- a brilliant, um, a brilliant season for him, a breakout for him, and it'll be really interesting to see what happens mm-hmm. next year. Uh, just to add as well that Paul Hartley traded Alex Harris for him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that didn't work out that well, did yeah. it? Yeah. Um, can I just mention um, Murphy? Just I know we kind of covered him a yeah. wee bit, but um, but I've, I, I, I know why you had him a wee bit further down the list because he's only been there half the season, but. I really like. I mean, I liked him beforehand, and I thought he, he would be a good signing. Um, he seemed like a sensible signing, but uh, I think that he's uh, developed a relationship with Declan John mm. very quickly. Um, I think we've seen that in a, a, quite a few of the games that they've really combined pretty well uh, down the left hand side. Um, I think. He, I mean, he lacks. Unlike quite a lot of these guys, he kind of lacks any great pace. He's not. He's not massively he's fast. Like, it's not even that like he's lost it. He's just no, he never had it. it. Yeah, but. Technically, he's very good against um, Hearts a few weeks ago. He kind of set up a couple of goals. He won directly and won sort of indirectly. He was a sort of pre-assist, if you like. Um, but in, in he is. He's just got a, a better kind of standard of ball than a lot of these guys. When you're talking about Martin Boyle previously having a pretty poor um, uh, end product, basically. Um, and, but Murphy's really good. He's a really intelligent player. Um, and he's still, you know, what has he got, like six goals or something or He's, 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 he's uh, top of uh, assists per ninety minutes yeah. as well. So he's mm-hmm. been, he, since he came in, obviously it's a small sample size, so it doesn't yeah. work as well. But he's, he, I, he's, he has, he's fifth on my list because I, I think he's been terrific, absolutely fantastic for Rangers. And again, Murphy's, it's not even a case of that he's, he's crossing as bad at all, but he doesn't really need to because he takes mm-hmm. the ball inside so many times yeah. and then slots it into somebody else there. So I think the adaptability has been a really good thing because when he left Scottish football. He could play it right, but he was more more kind of seen as a striker. Yeah. But he's come back as a winger. Essentially, yeah. a winger. He's not played centre forward at any yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing doing that to a very high standard. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was kind of surprised this when he came back, and that's where he was because I haven't really paid any attention to what he was doing down south. So I yeah. was always surprised at kind of how successful he had been down south because when he at the time when he left Motherwell, Reynolds hadn't left long before it from memory. Mm. And I reckon Reynolds at that time was gonna he was gonna make it, he was gonna go to the championship. Turned out that the championship ate Reynolds and right. chucked him back. It wasn't it didn't help that he played left back most of the time. For but Gary, that was, Gary Megson. But that was partly <laughs> that was partly because of his physicality couldn't couldn't yeah. hack centre half in that league. The manager saw that without even yeah. and again along those lines I I assumed Reynolds would go bulk up and he'd be fine. You looked at Murphy going down, you're like he's gonna get chewed to pieces down mm. there. Because um, they're all absolute brutes, and so not only survived but thrived at Sheffield United, and then headed off to, to Brighton as well, and it was terrific. So yeah, absolutely fair play. Um, so Jordan Jones, I think, is he the only other one? Yeah, we've got in yeah, this yeah. section. Um, if, if you were to go later with that, that's fine. Uh, he's he's, in, he's in the top section of, of mine, certainly. Um, but yeah, um, should, do you want to? Because I'm going to, I, I can can have a monologue to Jordan you, Jones you, you later. Can. But do you have any uh, takes on him as to why he's so low? <laughs> <laughs> I've I've got uh, four notes on him. Uh, number one, I love Jordan Jones. I think he's been mm-hmm. magic. Number two, he's got sensational slick hair. 
Number three, he's just an, he's absolutely tormented fullbacks. Mm. It's, it, it, as a winger, there's lot. There, there, we have twelve wingers on a list, and each of them are a little bit different. Mm. Some have done. Jones just look, Jones just torments a fullback over and over again. Yeah. And he's a dick. He's mm. such a dick as well. So that's my, that's my yeah. only notes on John Jones. He's recent, uh, he's recent baiting of Ian McCall has <laughs> yeah. been my favourite thing. So um, yeah, no, even I've... even with their winning promotion, um, which I should say to the air fans, I hope you enjoyed it and blah blah blah. Um, it was still funny when you lost to Alwa. Um <laughs> But even even with that, like the fact that he's been on on Twitter, kind mm. of digging after McCall, dug him out. Um, Earlier on the season has been has been a, a, a constant entertainment, and it, and it's also been funny to me that um, the club have just been like, yeah go for it because I think they've started to realise I think I think three or four years ago um, football clubs would have been a bit po-faced about mm-hmm. one of the players yeah. on Twitter kind of even you know making jokes about yeah, opposing yeah, yeah, managers and yeah. stuff, but they've started to realise that actually um, the best way to engage is to get that the Kelly fans yeah, have absolutely yeah, loved yeah. it. Um, it's made, it's increased his popularity. In, in, or not his popularity, but increased his kind of reach beyond yeah. Kelly. People know who he is, and mm. that can't be a bad thing for, for anyone. Um, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I I mean I really like him as well. Um, I think he he just occupies defenders so much. I don't even know in terms of like um, on the stat side of things that he's necessarily up there with the best, but yeah. it just makes it so hard work over ninety minutes for a defence that. He's kind of helping out in that way, so the defenders always have to pay attention to Jones. He's so direct, um, he's kind of skillful, um, he does have a bit of that bullshitness about him that he he just gives defenders a hard time, and that's really fun to watch. I think this season as well, he's added consistency a bit more. I think I read about. Chris Boyd had said earlier in the season that he's kind of listening more to teammates now and he's taking that more on board than <laughs> before. He would just faff about and yeah. do tricks and whatever else. So, like you say, in terms of occupying fullbacks, I, I, one of the part of the reason I, I love Jones as well is, that, like you say, different different wingers on the list. Jones is about as unpredictable as, yeah. as anybody on yeah, the list absolutely. that we've got here, and like you say. It's not a case of what he's like directly doing in the game, but he's got a fullback thinking for ninety minutes and concentrating solely on him yeah. for the ninety minutes because you know if with one touch he's away and he's done and you don't you've no idea where the touch is coming from, what it is. Yeah. Right, so we'll we'll move on. We'll talk a bit more about John Slayer, but we'll move on to the top three. Um sorry, you Graham. Uh, I've got Sinclair at three, Candias at two and Forrest at one. Yeah, we are exactly the same actually. Yeah, I've got Candias at three, uh, James <laughs> Forrest at two, and number one, of course, is uh, Jordan Jones. Yes! And I'm. Uh, you, I'll, we'll talk more about Jones um, when, I, yeah. when I get on to him, but he. As much as there's obviously a little bit of bias there, I have very genuine reasons for picking him <laughs> as well, which I'll get on to. But it's QDID. Not just that, but um, we'll, we'll start with Candy. I said I've, I've got him at three, you've both got him at two. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, Candias has been without without the slightest bit of doubt the one bright spark that uh, well, well Morelos of course but the one super bright spark that um, the only one that Celtic Kishina fans aren't on. the bright spark that Celtic fans aren't chanting the name of yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that was that was so I mean as a young player for Morelos like that yeah. was so so destroying yeah. but getting cheered onto the part by your rivals I, I just I, I mean just on a, off tangent a wee bit on that. I, it just shows how one-sided that rivalry is now. The Celtic fans don't even care that uh, uh, sorry, Celtic fans don't even care that Rangers' best strikers coming out of the pitch. I mean, it literally makes no difference. Yeah, that, that, that. Like, even if he scores, Celtic going to score four more. Yeah, and anyway, he's got. I, like, I, I always kind of thought if he scored, there was yeah, a good chance he'd cheer them. I, like, it was. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's just bonkers. doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, Candias, um Probably the most complete player on the list in terms of he's producing assists, he's producing goals, um, crossing, his crossing is fantastic. The whip he gets on um, unreal. And he's a player who I, I reckon won't be at Ibrox next season. Mm. Um, I think they'll get a, a money, a bid from probably Portugal again to, to take him away. And it seems like he's maybe not... I mean, maybe that'll change with a new manager coming in, but it didn't seem particularly happy in the last few months under Murray since um, Kachinia left. 
he's kind of almost like my 1990s definition of a winger yeah. actually right? which is really refreshing because you know you've got like Sir Jones who's obviously very talented but he's a bit more tricks Candace basically gets to the byline and hammers over yeah. a really good cross and, and uh, I think he's just he's been very consistent I think he's the one criticism I have is that on the bigger games he tends to disappear a wee bit um, and I think against Rangers he generally has uh, sorry against Celtic I keep mixing Rangers and Celtic why, why would that be um, but uh, but I think he's I just think he's a really fun player to watch in the sense that he, he's there's no kind of big fancy thing about him all he does is he gets to the byline puts in crosses or, or he'll maybe check back and put a cross in but he's just you know, you know what he's going to do, but you can't necessarily stop and that, it. And that partnership with Tavernier down that side yeah. has been, um, in terms of their most dangerous attacking threat, has been yeah. down that side all the time. Um, and that's where, if they've hurt you, it's generally been there. I also enjoy celebrations, which seem to be, every one of them is so hilariously pointed as well. Like, <laughs> whether it was running to Kashinia, whether it was running not to Murti. It's great, thoroughly enjoyable. Again, just kind of a dick, like... Um, all the things it's just kind of a dick move yeah yeah. Um, yeah really really big fan of that really but uh, yes he's actually a very hard player to talk about because he's just he's just very good he's mm-hmm. just there's not he's got the most, the guy, most, most assists m- m- all the assists he's pinging and crossing but there's not like a like there's not like an exciting part to his game necessarily but it's like you said he's just very it's the consistency uh, which, consistently which, which he's, he's doing part. the job he's yeah. there for and he's doing it to a very high standard Um Right, so we'll we'll talk. Um, no, we'll we'll leave. Um, oh, you well, you've both got Sinclair. Sinclair there. Yeah. Um, we'll so, talk about him for. Yeah, I mean, in terms of Sinclair, he's in as high as he is because of his stats. In, in this case, he's got about seventeen goals in all competitions, a few assists as well. I mean, I think uh, at the start of the season, he wasn't terrible. Uh, I thought he was uh, okay. I mean, he scored a few important goals. He scored three against Astana, one against Anderlecht. So he was delivering in that sense. I think you could see that he wasn't quite at the same level, and maybe to a degree, defences had found him out a wee yeah. bit and were doubling up on him because um, he just rode roughshod over everyone last season. Um, I think uh, the second half of the season, I mean, it's been pretty terrible to be honest. Uh, I mean, he's not scored since twenty third of January, uh, and whenever I've seen him, he just looks like he's lost confidence. So I, I think there is a bit that he's lost interest. But I also think it is now affecting him in terms of confidence because he'll, he'll check back. The amount of times he'll try to take somebody on and check back. Yeah, he's not, he, he's not striding. No, he's, he's not. a player yeah. who had, they had a very good season this year would have been talked about for a World Cup mm-hmm. call-up. But he's, I mean, there's, there's not even, I think even the kind of most diehard of Celtic fan won't be expecting that. No. And like you say, it's like he's like, like these lists every time we all have our own different ways in which we, which we look at things and Sinclair last season obviously still carries over this season and he's still been a big player this year as Andy says he's still scored big goals and my like my abiding memory of him this year is always going to be in the second of the Celtic Motherwell trilogy when he'd been subbed on to nothing but absolute dogs abuse mm. uh, Motherwell fan base were not happy to see him um, he came on Celtic were given a penalty um, with minutes remaining and Sinclair immediately just grabs the ball and says I'm fucking taking it they don't like me I don't care I want them to know that I'm going to score it walks up and absolutely bastards it into the net as well it's a case of like if you're having a bad season you're a guy that's this low on confidence you're struggling or something like that he's not he's having nothing to do with it he wants yeah. no he wants no part of that and even at that point in a game which again didn't really matter for Celtic it was a case of extending the, the unbeaten run which I think everyone knew you could see was on its way out it's, yeah. a, it's not going to be another unbeaten season You're going to, at some point we're going to lose a game um, but yeah I'm not. I'm, I'm going to be the guy that takes this penalty and thumps it away I thought he, it was a massive watermelon swinging balls uh, walking at a third part that night <laughs> right um, well we'll move on I'll, I'll talk about um, Jordan Jones and then we'll finish off on James Forrest yeah. so I've got Jordan Jones at number one here and the reason I've got him number one is genuinely the player in the league who most I would pay pay money to go and watch play football. Yep. Is he is he the best? Probably not, but he is by far for me the most entertaining player in the entire league. Um and it's all about the the way he plays it's like a matador, it's like he's got a bit yeah, he gets the, he picks up is the ball. But he gets the ball and he'll pick it up, you know, inside his own half or just kinda 
on the edge and you see him with the ball and he almost stops and he's waiting for players to come towards him and he's almost calling them towards him and then he you know he takes them on and he's got that kind of it's not I would say a unique ability but he's got a, a very powerful strong ability he can go both ways uh, on a defender so the defenders don't have a clue what's coming um, and in terms of Kelly performances this season him at home to St Johnston um a game where we um, we we dominated them, told them to shreds, was was a, probably the best individual performance. In fact, I've seen from a Kelly player in, in several years. Um, every time he got the ball, something was going to happen. He won a penalty. I think he got an opposing player sent off. He told them to shreds, and that was when I'm sitting there and I'm like, "This is a guy that you want to pay money to watch. This is a guy who you want to see." I also think he's underrated in terms of what he brings to the team overall. You've talked about the, the stats, Andy, and I agree. He's, he scores some goals, he's set up some goals, but his impact, the defences are, every defence in the league has been frightened by him this season, including Celtic, including Rangers, including Aberdeen. Yeah. Um, and he runs at them. Um, again, Hibs, the, the, um, the game where we came back from 2-0 down and, and should have ended up winning at Robbie Park, he dragged us back into that it's game. That was the one with the, that was the, the goal of the month. Well, yeah, it was exactly. Astonishing, astonishing, um, astonishing goal. And he has done that several times and what he does is he puts the fear into the defenders and it creates so much, so many opportunities for Boyd, for Brophy, for McKenzie, for Malumbu, for any of the other players to just Get a wee bit more space, that extra yard of space. At some, at some point, they're going to double up on him, which yeah. means somebody's got free, somebody's got space. Somewhere. And he, they, they, he's got a con, he's got a year left to Kelly. They will no doubt have made him an offer. I suspect he'll be gone down somewhere to England in the summer. Um, as long as he's not not going to Glasgow, I'll be quite happy. Um, and. The the stuff with Ian McCall obviously Rangers offered three hundred and fifty grand, which which was visible mm-hmm. was. I think he's a million pound player, um, but then obviously McCoy saying he's not worth 150. Was, yeah. um, it's just just ridiculous. But from that point on, he's actually he had a little dip in. Um, I think it was exaggerated by Kelly fans, but certainly in December when there was um, stories of him going various places, yeah. there, he had a wee dip in form. But since he came back um, in January, he's been tremendous. Um, injuries, injuries. Um, Permitting or whatever. Has he figured out who to turn off his heating yet? Oh, who knows? It does not. <laughs> it does not seem like the brightest, uh, the brightest hammer in the pencil case. But um, he's uh, yeah. I think he's a player who will go very far. He, he reminds me like in, not in terms of ability, obviously, but he's he's very much modelled on Cristiano Ronaldo, and I can see him having a similar career in terms of his position in where he'll yeah. at some point go and play centre forward yeah. and score twenty goals for a team at yeah. whatever level. I do. I would. I would actually agree with you that he is just about the most entertaining of all yeah, the players yeah. on the list, and I, I would. I, I wouldn't make any great argument to that. The, the only reason he's, he's lower on mine yeah, is because the three ahead are yeah more. They contribute more as a whole yeah. to the team. Um, so as I was saying, we'll we move on to my number two. Yeah. Both of your number one, James Forrest. Yeah. Um, fair to say, this has been. Even, by far yeah. the best season of his career. I never thought we'd see this. No. James Forrest would be voted the best winger by two of the three of us. Um, in the uh, uh, just and the fact that he's had this season at all, I don't think I didn't think it was ever coming. I thought uh, James Forrest was a guy that would flatter to deceive basically for the rest of his career, and it, he'd either stay at Celtic at some point, he'd go down south where he'd probably fail, and then he'd come back up play for play for Motherwell. Yes, the exactly. Uh, that that was pretty much the way his career was going. He was playing for Scotland, and I could not understand why he was playing for Scotland. Uh, but this season, I mean. Uh, in terms of Celtic, you could question Brendan Rodgers this year uh, about motivating some of the players in the team, so the likes of Sinclair, some of the guys like Dembele, who had very good seasons last season and have uh, this season. Uh, in terms of Forrest, he was good last season, but he was obviously overshadowed by, by Sinclair. And, and by the second half of the season, yeah. Roberts. Uh, yes, yeah, you're right, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I think... It, I mean, it's just been brilliant. I think... He, Celtic have been very poor quite a lot of the time and he's he has dragged that team through. Um, it's either been him or Scott Brown generally have been their, their best players one game after the other. Forrest's my player of the year. Um, 
if I got a vote I'd vote Forrest um, I understand that Brown has been a massive part of I mean, Chris, Chris Boyd's the, the true player of the year <laughs> the people's player of the yeah. year um, and I, I, I fully understand Brown's contribution there as well but Forrest every time Celtic have needed somebody to step mm-hmm. up when they needed a goal against Rosenborg it was Forrest with a yep. nonsense finish um, in the Betfred Cup in a game which had been so close and so tight he was the guy that popped up and mm. took somebody on and, and got yeah. the finish. Well, he's won. I think he scored in three or even four finals in that competition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. I think. He's, I think he's absolutely terrific. And like we to a degree, like we're saying about Cadden in terms of versatility, Forrest like a sort of wide Swiss Army knife. At well, this he's played wing back. And... He's, he, if you want him to be a wing back, he can be that. If you want him to play um, a sort of defensive. A sort of defensive offensive role, if that mm. makes sense. So you need to go and occupy a fullback, he'll do that. If you need him to go and take on and beat a fullback, mm. you need him to go inside, outside, you need him to cross. He can do all of these things. And this is the first season that you see Andy that he's put it all together. Like previously, we've seen him do a bit or a bit or a bit. And this season, he's done all of these things throughout the year. Even the games in which he sort of has not been at the forefront, I've always got the impression it's far more because he's been said, it's been told, this is your role in yeah. this game. Someone else will deal with whatever else is happening, but this is your role in this game. Um, yeah, I think yeah. it's magic. Just to, oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, you, you go back to the start of last season, his contract had expired at Celtic, and he was basically, it was kind of almost assumed that when Rodgers came in, um, he was off. probably going mm-hmm. to be off. And he gave him, um, he kind of gave him, I think he trained with them for a wee while, and then eventually he gave him a, an extension and took a bit of a chance on him and kept him on and, and since that moment he's, he's kind of in, incrementally improved he was better last year mm-hmm. than he'd been for a while and probably probably his best season since the kind of season he broke through and then this year yeah he, he's been tremendous he's just um, finally brought I think people involved in Scottish football you talk about coaches who've worked with him managers who managed him at some point Scotland managers have always seen something in him and they've always rated him very highly Mark Mark Water used to go on and on about James Forrest and I mean Marlott was an idiot but um, <laughs> there was there was always, he was always going on about Forrest um, Strachan absolutely loved him as a player and I think what we're finally seeing this year is what those managers have been seeing in him for a long time but he's just not always put out yeah. for Scotland he'd been very poor um, however the game down at Wembley, the friendly, um, with yeah. Scotland beat three two. He was tremendous. He was excellent because I was kind of very surprised when he started that game. But he tormented the fullback and who'd been playing left back for England at that point. But he also worked back really well, protected. I think it was Hutton playing behind him, and that was that's, the first that's time. No small no, task. Yeah, yeah, that was the first time I saw him. And was like, well, well, no, you can see something that you bring. But then, I'm sure the next competitive game he was out and he was rotten. Mm-hmm. Now you're looking at the Scotland team and it was actually baffling that he didn't start in um, Slovenia yeah. when we needed yeah. to win the game. Um, and okay, the tactics changed and there were, there were reasons for that, but he's he's been um, he's been a star this season and yeah, I think he, he fully deserves to be nominated for player of the year and thoroughly deserves number two in my list. It's just the end product, I think. I mean, I think a lot of it comes into confidence, but he's obviously been working on it. That, that was always my issue with, and Graham touched on this, my issue with Forrest was that he didn't really have that end product. He looked great up to the point where he had to cross it or shoot, and he just didn't have it. But this season, there's no danger. Like, the um, the goal at the weekend against Rangers, yeah. you know, he, he might have cut in, in, in previous season, he might have cut in between those two defenders, but chance that he was never going to score, he would have trundled it to the keeper or they put it wide. But when as soon as he got through there, you knew he was going to find the target. It's just, it's just. And I, I mean, he of all the guys, obviously we don't, we didn't know all of them before the start of the season. But of the ones we did know, his improvement has been yeah. easily the best. Like he's, he's, and I think it's a testament to him that actually, uh, I was listening to somewhere else where they were talking about. Um, you think you kind of have an understanding of what a player is, mm. but but players can still surprise you no yeah. matter how late into their careers. Yeah. And I think he's one who's who's done that. Well, that's a, a perfect way to wrap up the the top twelve. Um, if you have any sort of your own opinions, you can tweet us. Um, you can send emails and whatever. We'll probably ignore them, but you can do it, um, and we will kind of get the other guys they will disagree with us and we will just tell them tough um, <laughs> if you're not going to turn up for the show then you're going to pick our list um, with that said we will wrap things up by um, just briefly touching on I know we're probably running over time no, we'll we'll um, 
we will touch on the playoffs from this midweek. Um, we'll start at the top and we'll work our way down the level. So the championship, sorry, the Premiership playoff quarter final uh, with, between Dunfermline and Dundee United um, ended in a nil nil draw at East End Park. Big crowd at East End Park, and I think a big crowd for Tannadice at the weekend too. Featured the least believable red card. Yeah, that yeah. I've seen, seen it, was, it was unbelievable until you saw with Bobby Madden. And Scott McDonald, yeah. 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 McDonald riding around, clutching his face, which was quite something as well. Um, but yeah, I watched the highlights of that before we came on here. Actually, and it looked like a very good game. game, game it looked like it was quite frantic, um, mm-hmm. certainly in opening parts, um, not a lot of necessarily quality, but there was some really good goalkeeping in the game, and um, Dunfermline looked like they had most of the game up to the red card and then even after it had several yeah. chances and you wonder if they'll, they'll do that when they go you know they didn't get a goal yeah I think they, they, they definitely from the reports I've heard it was the highlights and from the reports I've read about it Dunfermline certainly dominated up until the red card and then had to readjust a bit and then but still, still caused a problem chances, yeah um, I mean I think yeah the, the red card was was daft um, and it, well, it wasn't a red card. It was just it was just a 50, 15 mm. foot. Yeah, yeah. You see it pretty much every single game. I think I, I think Dunfermline have appealed it, uh, which means they'll get yeah. Ashcroft back for Friday. Yeah, like regardless, yeah, and yeah. you would imagine it'll be overturned. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't. I'm not. It's one of those ones that really is still in the balance. I think obviously Dunfermline have got this awful record against Dundee United, yeah. but. Yes. 12 means something man yeah, yeah. So it goes back a long way um, but they haven't lost in 11 games Dundee United have only lost one in the last six so both are in sort of okay form yeah. but yeah it's, it's going to be difficult it's kind of hard to say who's going to who's going to win I, th- I don't think I think Dunfermline maybe man for man have got slightly better players yeah, well I think you, say, I think you saw, saw from those highlights that both um, both McManus and Cl- so Andy Ryan started, which was a bit of a surprise for me. I don't know if he's been playing mm. recently, but he went off injured and McManus came on. He hit the bar, yeah. Um, yeah. and then um, Nicky Cart forced a brilliant save out of um, yeah, Mena, yeah. but then Lee Robinson also made yeah, a fantastic yeah. save at the other end. Uh, my only other thing I had in this game is shout to Fraser the for staunchly refusing to join, <laughs> refusing to join a huddle beforehand. <laughs> As if Celtic came up with the huddle in the first place. I will not stand in a huddle. Yeah. He's, he's, he's standing on the spot, I'm not doing it. Yeah. And, and made a slight concession by dipping his head. That was yeah. a slight, nah. Um, it's a bit like when you're, if, you, if you've ever been to church and you're not a religious person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they Everyone else pray, they're all praying and you just kind of sit there. Like, yeah. I better just pretend I'm at least half Get your, yeah, yeah. Get your phone out um, and start scrolling because <laughs> everyone else's eyes are closed. Um, we'll move on to the championship playoffs. Um, so we'll talk, well, first we'll talk about our bro three Dumbarton. Um, I watched highlights of that as well. And I watched the goals at least. Um, our broth uh, so Dumbarton and um, sealed their place um, in the championship all those years ago. They beat Dumbarton and they, they beat our broth in the semi final. I was actually at the second leg at Gayfield that day. Could just set a day out with uh, some people. <laughs> it was a, a very dull nil nil draw, I think. Um, Dumbarton went there and won two one, and it was a last minute winner by Craig Barr. Right, yeah. um, and it, he, he actually had his first shot saved and then kind of yeah. poked in the rebound. I thought you, I thought you were saying that's what happened that last time. That's my uh, that's my own lack of yeah. uh, English language and inability to alter my tone. Um, but yeah, they, so they went one 0 up through uh, Callum Gallagher, yeah. um, and then our both Bobby Lynn scored quite quickly afterwards. Um, yeah, and then. But they nicked it right at the end, and they set themselves up really nicely yeah. um, going into going the second leg. Like, um, our both are a team who I've had momentum going with them most of the season. They came straight out of um, straight out of League mm-hmm. Two into League One, whereas in Barton have had a very poor season. And you kind of felt our both were going to do this, but now yeah. I mean, you never know what these I mean, playoffs. I think I, my, my cousin was at the game actually. I was speaking to him earlier on about it. He uh, he said that our both. Were the better team up until about the last ten minutes. I think Dumbarton brought in Liam Burt in the mm. last ten minutes for Tom Walsh, and I think that was the point the game started to get very stretched, and that kind of benefited yeah. Dumbarton. Given how many goals Dumbarton seem to lose, mm. I wouldn't rule. No, we, I wrote they, out these playoffs, they, all sorts of nonsense happens yeah. all the time in these playoffs because there are probably if you take every single part-time team in Scotland there's mm. not a lot between yeah. the, most of them Dumbarton do have their inspiring YouTube videos as well that's true yeah, well, keep on um, talking to them I would, if you've not seen the, the latest inspiring YouTube video from Dumbarton I would 
thoroughly recommend checking out Suns TV. And the other semi final you were at last night, um, yep. Aloha Athletic beat Wraith Rovers 2 0. Yeah. Just, just give us your No, it, it could have been three or four. Uh, I mean, it's, it's over anyway, but it would have been sealed if they got a third or a fourth. Uh, I mean, the. So we we had played Alawa on Saturday, uh, as Sean mentioned on the Monday podcast, and if we'd got a win, we'd have been up. So we only really needed one goal, um, but we couldn't break Alawa down. So what uh, what Smith did yesterday in terms of um, tactical decisions? Was, yeah, yeah. So so we still went four four two as he always does. Um, all he did was that he took off, uh, he replaced one of our wingers with a defensive midfielder out wide. So if we were struggling for uh, creating chances in the first game, I don't know what he was expecting from, from this one. And it, I mean, the first 20 minutes was pretty even. Uh, I mean, I saw some folk thought Rovers were on the front foot. I thought it was pretty even. I thought it was okay. But uh, neither side were creating any great chances. Um but uh, Graham Smith, our goalkeeper, who has uh, had a few problems this season, uh, decided at one point to dally on the ball. So we kept on giving the ball back to Smith quite regularly. Uh, on this occasion, he dallied on the ball, basically got dispossessed, or he kicked it at Stuart, um, and, and Stuart put it away. And that was pretty much the, the beginning of the end. We never really recovered. Um, there was the, the, the tactics were just... We we're playing Buchanan and uh, Vaughan up front, who are you know not noticeably tall strikers. But our main tactic was to try and fire balls into the box, uh, high balls, and the defence just gobbled them up. It was the same problem as at the weekend. We didn't learn from it at any point. Um, we weirdly did try to play out from the back, but whenever we played out from the back. Uh, the pass were all very slow. They were often kind of behind the people they were going to. There was absolutely no movement from midfield. Um, I mean, one of the, the problems we've had for however long is we've had no creativity in that middle of the park. So there's no one ever willing to take the ball, turn with it and move forward. It's always a case of, right, we'll play it out wide. Which is fine if you've got wingers that can cross the ball to strikers who are able to head the ball. <laughs> but... We didn't have any of that. You sound like a really theoretical, nice setup. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's uh, it's so frustrating. They're one of the most. They must be one of the most boring teams to watch. I, I mean, whenever I've seen them, they've been mortally dull. I mean, I think that's, that's Barry Smith. Though, yeah. He seems like a very dull man. Yes, yeah. And yeah, the only yeah. set of fans who rate him even remotely as a manager who whom he managed his Dundee, and that's all about. That was some sort of yeah, um, For those of you who subscribe to Patreon on the $7 and are um, getting the fanzine which we put together as part of that, Gary wrote a very good article about the Defiant team mm-hmm. from Dundee, talked about all, this, all the qualities that made them great and, and the only the only positive for Barry Smith coming out of that was he was a club legend and that was a galvanising factor. Yeah. He's never been a good manager and he almost kind of flicked his, um, you know, flicked the promotion, um, which he, which probably wouldn't have been deserved yeah, for yeah, yeah. Um, or at least you know the title. And yeah, he's maybe the, he's kind of coming home uh, to roost with him now. Yeah, I mean the, the team just play in Barry Smith's style of personality. They're just doer, kind of uninspired, pretty unlikable to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean they're not a likable team. I don't think there was anyone that would think what a great budget. I'm sure you know the a fine professional nice blokes but they don't come across as a particularly you know there's no great love between the fans and the, that group of yeah. players to be honest and I have to say in terms of Alawa I thought uh, Alawa were, were very good last night they, they played they had at least had a way of playing they had a method of playing that worked so a lot of high balls but because Stuart's so tall he was causing defenders problems and then the guys behind him uh, would kill him see what, what happens with him next season he's always yeah. on from St Mirren I suspected the <laughs> a couple of years ago he was playing for uh, Cowan and Rangers yeah. with, with uh, he played with my brother at one point uh, there. <laughs> um, and you know he's a good player but you suspect the Premiership's going to be a set no. too far so it'll be interesting if he ends up in the Championship with it's, Alloa with yeah. someone I, else I, I also really enjoy that he, every time he scores my score up he comes up as Ross Stewart too <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I, I don't think he's great but I think he's got a he's got a Purpose is a big range of strikers. I mean, I thought uh, Collie especially was very good, and obviously um, at the back room was really solid. I mean, they're a pretty solid team. I, th- I thought of the four, they'd be the ones that get promoted mm. because they're pretty solid and they know what they're they're yeah. doing. Um, 
and I think that Aloha v Dumbarton playoff final live on the telly is going to be one for one for the masochists I think um, <laughs> also just again on again on club YouTube channels why was Barry Smith interviewed today like it was like a post-match interview today in a swimming pool is it? I don't know. I, I said I don't bother. I don't bother watching Barry Smith interviews anymore. I would, I would recommend watching on. this one just because the the setting of it's, really, it's like he's standing. You know the bit when you used to get chips after you go swimming. Yeah. yeah. Poor Barry Smith standing right. you doing his like a post match interview the next day. Right. And you just see the swimming baths behind them. Uh, there was a weird, uh, there was some rumor that or uh, suggestion that he'd walked out of the one at. Um, Saturday because of a question he didn't really like, which seemed a bit of a question. But but yeah, maybe maybe he's just decided just he was actually to the yeah, bass. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's where we're going. Um, all right, well we'll talk briefly about League One playoffs. Um, Peter Head um, bounced back from the kind of disappointment of their helicopter Saturday um, loss. So they, they won the game; they did all yeah. they could. But um, but when Trois pipped them, um, but they went to Stirling Albion and won one 0 And for a team who I think their away record was probably what let them down in the yeah. league, if I'm not if I'm not wrong, to take that back to Balmore, you would expect them to now to now be looking at a place in the final. From what I can gather, they could have been sort of three, two or three up after the first half. Um, so Stirling to yeah, keep it to one nothing and just stay in the game at the very least with second life. Stirling season can have Peter down, Peter down from yeah. from January. Um, the other game is much more much more tensely poised. Um, Stenhouse Muir uh, drew one one at home to Queens Park, for whom Andy Robertson used to play. I'm not sure if uh, I'm not sure if you knew that. Um, if you want to know more about that, subscribe to the Patreon. Patreon, there's uh, <laughs> several mentions of Queens Park in there. Um, and that one, yeah, that, that's really set up for a really nice game at Hamden on Saturday. Yeah. Um, but that, I mean, and then the other one was um, the the League Two. Pyramid playoff <laughs> final, whatever you want to classify that as. Spartans regained a little bit of um, a little bit of pride yeah. by beating Cove two one at home, but we're still pumped out five two in aggregate. <laughs> Cove v Cowdenbeath, the fourth leg of that will take place this weekend. That's another really really yeah. interesting match. It would be. It's kind of hard. I think Cove um, Cove have worked really hard at getting a new stadium, yeah. which is coming in for next season. They are very keen to come into the. To League Two, I think they'd probably be pretty competitive mm-hmm. at that level. I think, in. think that having another team from Aberdeenshire is also interesting yeah. in there as well. Um, but Cowden Beath, a lot of history there, and it would it would still be sad to see them drop out. But at least they are probably going to be joining a um, probably going to be joining a Lowland League with Kelty Hearts, yeah. which I think would be a boost for if, them. If they survive, I mean, I get that. That's the genuine worry that. If they get relegated, well, the, the pyramid payment not take them. I know it's not a lot, yeah, but I think they're. I mean, I think they're in serious, serious we'll, trouble. We'll so see what happens yeah. with them. Um, that will do us for um, for t- tonight's show. Thanks again for your attention. Um, you can contact us through all of the usual channels. You can Twitter us at at Terrace Podcast. You can email us terracepodcast at gmail.com we've got a website terracepodcast.net I mm-hmm. think yeah. um, Facebook we're probably on that Instagram we are on I think the Instagram's been a bit quiet recently so Joel needs to get his finger out on that one <laughs> um, we're not on Tinder at the moment although Craig Cairns <laughs> is probably in the process of setting it up um, Bumble that's, uh, that's Craig Telfer's game I think um, and I don't know who's on Grindr um, <laughs> Alright, we'll leave it with that and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.